Hello everyone, and welcome to a bonus adventure at the Hub World. Today's bonus round will have us covering the topic of the newly announced Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet versions. My name is Jules, and today our party members are... Mateo and Gino. Whether you're joining our bonus episode from YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, be sure to give us a like or a follow. Now let's get this bonus round rolling. So um, I've said bonus quite a bit. We, this is a bonus episode. Our episode tell. fifty, if you couldn't tell, episode fifty, which is quite the landmark, you know, is in the works. Um, it is our Switch Essentials episode, so it is taking a little while. Um, that should be out within a week or two. Um, stay tuned for that one. But we thought just to kind of break things up, there was a Pokemon Presents this morning. Um, there was some new exciting info announced, not a ton. So this isn't going to be a long episode, but it's going to be a little bonus. Um, just something to tide you over. So no icebreaker, no housekeeping. Let's just get right into the meat of this discussion, which is Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet versions, the official titles of our Generation 9 Pokemon games. Where do you want to start, guys? I didn't wake up at 6 a.m. our time to watch this, and I kind of feel happy I didn't, but I made sure to not get spoiled. Like, I had the the Pokemon Presents loaded up on my phone and whatever, so I just pressed play and watched. And I thought that this trailer was going to be... It was hinting towards the Detective Pikachu <laughs> 2 game because, you know, we saw a de- detective-looking guy walking through a... It's like a very fancy, almost like museum room and then there was the coffee because detective pikachu loves his coffee and there was what i thought was like electricity emanating from the door like i definitely thought we were getting detective pikachu and even when we first saw the gameplay i'm like oh it's detective pikachu but no there was a certain point in the trailer that clicked with me i'm like oh my god it's generation nine and immediately i felt overjoyed i'm so happy that we're getting these games and to boot like everything seems to be exactly what I wanted when we talked about it in our episode 49. Was it 49 when we talked about Legends Arceus? Yeah, episode 49. So I'm just overjoyed, just so happy. I'm so excited. Can't wait till these games come out. I did not think it was Detective Pikachu, strangely, because like looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense that a lot of people thought it was Detective Pikachu. Because, you know, there was a police officer looking around and at the beginning of the Pokemon presents, there actually was like an animated Pikachu in the background that looked like detective Pikachu. That thing was creepy by the way. (laughs) It was very creepy. And I'm actually wondering if Pokemon company did that on purpose to kind of throw us off the scent of what they were announcing. Um, And there was a lot of, you know, talk of what would be announced today. And I think a lot of people thought gen nine would be announced, but I don't think anybody really anticipated that gen nine really would look like this because to me at least from these first impressions it does look like it's the natural evolution of both legends arceus and past traditional pokemon games Mm -hmm. um and that's super exciting to me just like mateo said if you want to hear like our full thoughts about legends arceus you can check out our episode 49 um but in that episode i kind of talked about how i don't want a ton of Legends Arceus stuff to bleed into the traditional gameplay, and I, that still holds true. Yeah, and I think it will at this I don't point think it because will they, too. if this game is already like they're what they said, like 
it's coming out later at the end of this year. This would have been in the works for a long time. We had Legends Arceus coming out at the beginning. They would have been developing this side by side. So yes, if they didn't, if they didn't know that Arceus I mean. was going to work, right? Why why take that chance early on? And now they know well, that the Arceus formula is going to work for that specific kind of genre for it, right? Well, th- I, I guess, but like, I guess, kind of like the way I look at it is, Legends Arceus was the test for this, right? And yeah. it wasn't a test to see how people would receive it. It was a test for them to create it. And that's the oh, thing is like, yeah. I don't see it as like they were waiting for reception. I see it more like they had this ambitious idea of an open world Pokemon game and they tried it out first with Legends Arceus and then kind of worked on it more for this game. I do really think that they're going to keep some things traditional. Like I, you see a couple screenshots on the website. One of um a Lucario battling a Hisuian Zoroark and another of a Larvitar battling a Pikachu. And to me, it looks like they're going to return to like the traditional Pokemon camera, which would be cool. So like, ideally what I would hope is that, you know, it's going to be very similar to Legends Arceus in terms of like the open world, like Pokemon are out in the field. But when you do engage with those Pokemon, maybe the screen does go black and then switches into a, like a fixed camera and the, the battle mechanics aren't swift style, strong style, like what we're used to in Legends Arceus. It is very much so the regular Pokemon kind of um, formula. And I, I personally, like as much as I would love for Pokemon to still attack you, I don't know if they'll keep that aspect either. But who knows? Like who knows what they'll keep from Legends Arceus. But either way, it does look like a cool blend. And I hope that they do keep this kind of seamless transition of like you know like even if it does switch to a fixed camera it still keeps you in like that that position in the world so it doesn't take you to some generic battlefield like you're yeah you still yeah. like are in that world it's just they they kind of take the next step from legends Arceus of like fixing like the battle camera becomes fixed um so overall i like the direction they're going art wise i like the direction they're going world wise and i'm very excited for for this game yeah for spain yeah well maybe we should talk about the region then yeah gino Mm -hmm. why don't you kick that off i've been seeing like uh fans kind of just uh talking about the uh, like where the next uh region uh like a a bunch of fake emon videos let's say and people were discussing canada people were discussing latin america and things and i feel like spain is like a really good fit for this also because you can get some kind of old world vibes and stuff from storied cities like madrid barcelona you can get kind of like the gigantamax stuff because they're also big soccer cities so that that mechanic could come back maybe as well but like the the, the rolling hills kind of like it has like from what we saw in the trailer it gave off this very like regal kind of like royal old empire old money kind of vibe which is interesting mm-hmm. Because, like, even the starter house, I'm assuming that that was the starter house that we saw, was, like, up on a hill. It looked more like a villa. We even saw some stuff in there with the, like, the trainer wearing, like, a badge or something. And it looks like it might be, like, some kind of school uniform and, like, might be a boarding school. Yeah, there was a a picture. Like, if you stop at a specific frame during the part where they're in the trainer's house, like, the, your character's house, you see a little snippet of a map of the region and it looks like it's Portugal and Spain. My hope is that it's somehow they, they sort of connect it with Kalos. But, or at least we know that Kalos is next door. Maybe you don't go to Kalos during the game, but that's probably too much to expect. But 
I just like how they're building up the world. Like it's yet another country in Europe. I find it funny that there's three of the last four Pokemon games take place in in Europe. I'm really digging this uh this style. Like, and even the things like I'm looking on at the pictures that they curated and posted on the actual website for the game, and I'm looking at Madrid or Barcelona's equivalent in the game, and like seeing all these trees and the pathways and stuff because they said there won't be loading times anymore when you go into a city everything is the whole world is going to be seamless like they quote the quote here is with these new titles the pokemon series takes a new evolutionary step allowing you to explore freely in a richly expressed open world so they're act like they're using open world they're not afraid to be saying it and like the pokemon centers are like outside the towns which is interesting. And they kind of have like this hologram projection shooting out of the top. So you could probably see it from a great distance away. And I just think that those little small details and like, even like just the people are going to complain about how the game looks no matter what, but for what it's worth, it does look like it's, that is also taking a little bit of a step forward, especially in the, the details that they have on the Pokemon. Like we were having conversations earlier uh, with like stone journers, uh texturing on the his lay like on his body and like the fur on Lucario, stuff like that just didn't exist. But now they're putting a little more detail into the character models, which is nice. Yeah, they don't look plastic anymore. And even like the like the brickwork on the, the town, the skies look better, the water looks better, the clouds look better. The grass looks exactly like it looked in Legends Arceus. So I, I'm I'm really digging it. I am too. And like even like this idea of like they're talking about how like the towns will blend like with the wilderness with no borders and then also like the pokemon will be what i really like this is my favorite part is that not only can you find them in the skies the seas the forest but you find them on the streets and you see that um in one of the shots in the trailer where there's there's some swablu like hanging on like a perch like in the in the town and I feel like if they go with the Legends Arceus kind of route of like you can freely catch Pokemon in the wild without engaging them in battle, or even if you do have to engage them in battle, it would be so cool if you're like walking around a town and like the towns now have Pokemon flying around that you can only find in the cities, right? Mm-hmm. Like things like Meowth because they're, you know, they're, they're like alley cats and you'll only find them like in the cities or like, like it would be really cool if that's like a, um, thing that they do now where it's not just the wilderness it's not just the environments it's like even the towns have them um yeah and i feel like they'll really make the world feel alive in a way that gen 8 just didn't capture and that legends arceus started to capture but like i'm i am really excited for that why don't we move on to talking a little bit about the main characters so we don't know their names but we have the two protagonists who wear these big kind of like sun hats um, and some kind of uniform. And we found out that in Pokemon Scarlet, they'll wear one outfit, which is kind of like white and orange. And then in Pokemon Violet, they'll wear a different outfit, which is kind of gray and purple. But what do you what do you guys think about the designs of those characters? I really don't like them. I'm not really one to customize my trainer's appearance. I really like using what the game provides me. But I think this is the only game that I will I know right away that I'm going to change my trainer's outfits. I think they look re- like to be honest, I think they look terrible. <laughs> they, they it just doesn't just doesn't connect with me whatsoever. I can't wait to change them. 
I want my guy to wear a night like a cool baseball cap instead of this stupid sun hat and those socks are too high. Like it just he needs to be wearing pants. Like I, I, I can't I, I can't see myself connecting with either styles of of trainers. So I see, unlike Mateo, I was more of the type of uh, person that would go and customize my trailer. Um my trailer <laughs> customize my trainer. Um in Arceus I made my, my character look like a professor with like the suit and the monocle and things like that. I'm definitely gonna swap out of these uniforms also. Though I do like the idea of having your trainer look different depending on what version you had. We didn't really yeah. have that since Gen One, if you think about it. Because yep. well in the in the official artwork Red was wearing red and blue was wearing blue. And like I'm also big on like customizing my character and I likely will. Um but that being said, I actually really like the design of the the characters and I'll tell you why. Like I think they look silly, don't don't get me wrong. But they look silly in the way that like when I watch like a foreign movie that's set in Spain or Italy or something like that that I see their fashion as like that's so different and like it does strike me very much as like what a young 11 year old italian boy would be wearing walking around the country Uh, this will fall more into speculation so i'll kind of just leave it at this though but what if like they are going to adopt that kind of legends arceus vibe with the pokedex where like you are a researcher and you're doing more than just catching the pokemon you're also researching them and the school is the kind of hub of the world where like you have the professor is like literally your teacher and like there's different people in the school and you do and like that's where you report with like pokemon stuff but we'll kind of move on to the other big thing well actually no before we get to the last thing the the big one i think let's talk about the names what do you guys think about the names scarlet and violet and do you feel like you're on Team Scarlet or Team Violet as of now? I mean, it's very, very early, but I honestly don't know what to think of the names. Like, if you look at the actual like images themselves, the fonts that they chose are very different. Like, you know, Violet is obviously purple, but there's white spots in it and some straight lines that are going up and down throughout the text, whereas Scarlet sort of has a more like I don't even know it's like it's kind of fancy almost style type of font and mm-hmm. the the borders are a lot thicker on the text and there's a diamond shaped pattern to in the letters themselves those probably those different patterns that the text have probably has to do with the legendary pokemon like the mascot legendary for the game but the only thing I can base uh, base my opinion on is whether I like red or purple more and I'm got to go with red. So as of now, before I know anything that actually matters, I'm on Team Scarlet, I guess. Purple is cool. Royal color represents a lot of power. Let's go with that. I'll go violet. Obviously, I'm going to choose based off mascot legendary. Um, but I'm definitely leaning more toward violet just because I like violet as a color. But in terms of just the naming conventions in general, I am surprised that they went back to colors. I do think that there might be more to this than just colors, though, you know? Like, Mm. they do feel like colors, but I feel like they're very... Like, Scarlet and Violet are very specific... Dyes, right? Like, they're very specific dyes, yeah. Very expensive to make as well, right? Because, like, purple was normally seen as 
um, like royal, like a royalty kind of thing, right? So it might be like hearkening back to what I was saying before about like, okay, it might be to, something to do with like wealth, power, the monarchy. A little bit of a nerdy moment here about if you're if you like your history and things. Uh, Scarlet and violet also appeared on the pre-Civil War Spanish flag, with mm -hmm. yellow or gold in the middle. Then the last thing to kind of cover in this discussion is the starters. We have Sprigatito, the grass cat Pokemon. We have Foycoco, the fire croc Pokemon, and Quaxly, the duckling Pokemon. Uh, what do you? What, how about we go through them each and talk about them, and then we kind of say at the end which one we're we're gonna go. So let's sure. start with Sprigatito. May may I insert a quick little observation of the three sure. of the three before we get started? They all have yeah. Spanish names except for Quaxley. Yeah, <laughs> or Quaxley like sounding names. Yep, it's true. <laughs> um, but Sprigatito, um, the grass cat Pokemon. What do we think of this Pokemon? My initial impressions of it was, oh, it really looks like a Pokemon that's like you you see in one of those fan made games. It was kind of it, it felt like it was missing something, but. The more I look at it, I honestly am starting to like it a lot more. I'm warming up to it. But the, the most exciting thing is that I'm I'm happy that we finally like we have a grass Pokemon that like isn't a plant or a reptile. Or like a rodent. We had a bird. A lot of I know grass you mean. Pokemon are are like they fall into a specific archetypes. Like specific types with you. of creatures and animals and things like that. Yeah, they're this almost like foresty animals, you know? Like, because, like, you have, yeah. like, Grookey's a monkey or, like, Chespin's, like, oh gosh, why can't I remember the name? Like a chipmunk. Chipmunk, yeah. yeah. And you have, like, yeah, you're, like, they're very foresty animals, whereas a cat feels different. Like, it's not mm -hmm. a dinosaur and it's not this foresty animal because that's ultimately what it's been, right? Is you've had, like, geckos, lizards, dinosaurs for the most part yeah but and then starters aside like, also like you have pokemon like petalil that's like a plant badoo and roselia are flowers like this is something that doesn't fit like the grass type as a whole like even outside starters so like i really really appreciate that element and my mind sort of wanders like if they decide to keep the trope of like how they deal with uh, the starter Pokemon, like the traditional like fan theories of the the archetypes that the the starters fall into, my mind kind of wanders into some really exciting areas that I, I really hope that they take the Sprigatito's line. And with Sprigatito as well, like because I had that same impression of Sprigatito when I first saw it, as I'm like, that looks like a fan made like generic pokemon and i wasn't sure how i felt about it at first glance but it's really really grown on me the more i look at it and i think what keeps me away from it right now is of the three i feel like it's the safest and the most generic but that also leaves the most potential because i feel like we don't understand its motif yet it could go either way with Pokemon, and we don't know what will happen it'll either you know play it safe like a natural evolution like you had early on with like Bulbasaur up to Venusaur where it looks like a natural progression or you have something that you know Fennekin to Delphox where it's like like it there's a lot of development that happens there from just being like a fox and then suddenly becoming like this wizard right where the motif like really deviates um or like any of the the starters from last gen right which all had that that trend Game Freak 
just keep Sprigatito on all four legs. I, I want its evolutions on four legs. I don't want it to be standing up. And even more so, Game Freak, I beg of you, not only don't make it stand on its two feet in the third evolution, but please, for the love of God, don't make it that its art has it on four legs, but for some strange reason, its model has it on two legs. The um, the one cat Pokemon from, I think it's from Gen 5. Purloin. I still can't get over that every time I see it standing on two legs. Because yeah. all its art was on four legs, and every time I see its model on two legs, I feel something come over me where I'm like, this looks wrong. So please, <laughs> keep it on four <laughs> legs. Well, uh, let's move on to the best starter. Maybe. Boy Coco, I definitely saw immediately and was like, of the three, I feel like this one... It is the most mega Chad. I looked at it, I'm like, I think this one's the stupidest design. How dare you? No, no, but listen, let me finish. Stupidest design in the sense that, like, I'm like, this one's the stupidest design. Not in, like, a negative sense, but in, like, a silly sense where I'm just like, this one looks really dumb and I know people are going to love it. Like, I don't like it, but, like, I don't dislike it. I actually like all three of the starters, but it's, I think it's my least favorite of the three. Um, but that being said, I saw it and I was immediately like, people are going to love this thing because it is adorable. But to me, it just reminds me of, like, <laughs> I don't know, like Ralph from The Simpsons. <laughs> Ralph <laughs> is one of the greatest characters ever. How dare you? I saw all three starters at the same time, right? When they showed it in the trailer, my eyes fixated on Fue Coco in a way that, when, like I've never connected with the starter that fast since Gen 3 when I first saw Trico. Trico's line are like my all-time favorite Pokemon. And Fue Coco Oh, I can't wait for the is memes. in that tier already for me. Like I, I, I Fue Coco is already like a top ten Pokemon for me. Yeah. And like he, looks he like just such seems, a derp. It it seems it, he is like this is like the Bidoof already he he's got so much potential like you just he's the it's the lovable oaf pokemon i normally don't like pokemon like that but for whatever reason i'm just it's a fire type it's a cro it's a crocodile like he's got little arms he's got little arms oh exactly like, like he looks like a pepper right and his hair is like the stem of the pepper it's just so cool it's just such an awesome design and the eyes like, it looks like a cartoon he's got like the beady eyes like i just love it it's i also another pokemon that just will have so much potential like if they really take the fire crocodile to its limit it could be so fantastic i really warn you though mateo as somebody who fell in love with the derpy pokemon of last gen and was so disappointed when they didn't keep that motif up to its final evolution that's my fear with fue coco is that i love how cute he is right now but i feel like they're gonna drop that cute like kind of like silliness that whimsical aspect of him to make him like cool. And I feel like that's going to leave a bad taste in people's mouths. Cause that's how I felt about Impy Dimp in gen eight. I want that to happen with boy Coco, the base stage Pokemon. Like it, it's supposed to be like the baby Pokemon. And then the middle evolution and the final, it grows up to become the final evolution where it looks like a boss. I think that'd be, I, I want that. That's what I appreciate the most in Pokemon designs, right? Like Charmander is cute. Charmeleon is like the in-between like angsty teenager Pokemon. And Charizard's like this boss monster. It looks, um, it looks so cool. 
I, I want that. That's I mean, my favorite Pokemon trees are like that. Now yeah. we can talk about our favorite one, Donald Duck. Unfortunately, Giancarlo's not here to do his Donald Duck impression. Yeah, not yet. Gino pointed out something very, you know, evident from the beginning, which is that Quaxley is the only one that doesn't seem to have a Spanish-sounding name. And I remember when I read the names, the English names, because I was like, I woke up at six and I watched it, and then I was like refreshing Cerebi for information, and I noticed that there was like Japanese names. I was like, oh, I wonder if the English names will pop up. And then they did. I remember looking at the names, and reading Sprigatito and Fuecoco, I was almost like, there's no way those are actually the English names. Like, those sound like they're, they're like the European names. And then I read Quaxley. Unlike, I think, any Pokemon I've ever experienced, ever, Quaxley felt like the perfect name for this creature. Like, it felt like Quaxley fit the vibe I had when I first looked at it. It's just perfect. Yeah, everything it, about it's, it is a, perfect. It's a really solid name. <laughs> it is. It's so good. Honestly, like I'm really excited for this for this starter trio more than I've been excited for any starter trio in a long time, yeah. probably since Gen Four. I know, and it's like a lot of people feel like it's going to fall into like the water flying kind of route, but like just like I kind of felt with um, gosh, why well, can't I remember any Pokemon names right now? We're so excited. I know. With a Decidueye's um, first stage. Rowlet. Rowlet. Just like I felt with Rowlet, I never felt like Rowlet was going to go the the grass flying route. I I feel that same way with Quaxley. Um And I have theories, and I'll tell you that at the end, but I'd like everybody else to say the, their impressions of Quaxley. Um, Quaxley looks like Donald Duck, and I already know that when I start with it, I'm going to name it Dolan. Because why not? <laughs> it has that... It has like that kind of like Peking duck kind of vibe. It's like this big, like bulbous kind of white duck, yellow bill, and it has this little like toothpaste thing on its head. That's what's uh that's what Sarah said to us in our uh, is that in one of our chats. But is that its hair or is that like I would love it to be a hat so it can be like hello and like like take I its I think hat it's off its hair and oh. a hat. But if it could take the hat off and like greet people like a gentleman, that would be awesome. I would love her to like grow up to be a sir. Quaxley, I think, is my least favorite of the three designs, and I think the blue flippers have a lot to do with that, because... There is a type of bird, though, that has blue feet. Oh, really? Like, yeah, there is. There's, I can't remember. It's a very specific type of bird, and I can't remember... I don't know what it's called, because I'm not... Uh, what's the word? Ornithologist, or whatever it is? I don't know. I don't study birds. I mean, we have duck Pokemon already. We got, we got, we got Ducklet, but Ducklet it, it looks, looks like, like garbage Swana. compared to this. No, but this looks way better than Ducklet. Way better, yeah. Yeah, way better. Ducklet, Ducklet looks like it's been like hit by a truck. <laughs> it looks yeah. like it's been through stuff. <laughs> I don't know, but Quaxley, I think, is yeah. Like I said, I, I don't. It's not. It's my least favorite design, but I'm excited to just like I, I agree with all you guys that this is my. I think the most solid trio of starters in a very very long time. And all lines have potential here. It's not like I'm, I'm like genuinely excited to see the final evolutions of all these Pokemon. Like before other gens, I didn't care to see what Poplio evolved into or what Snivy evolved into because like I wrote them off already at the, after the uh, just seeing their first stage. Like I I I know that I I knew I wouldn't have liked any of them, but I like all of these. Like yeah. if there was some way to have 
all the starters on your team at the beginning of the game. There is. Down to do it's called that. trading. I'm actually yeah. debating doing all three, if if mm-hmm. possible. My favorite is Quaxley. I think we've Gino has also said that. And um, yeah, the thing is, I love Quaxley and Fuecoco really, really, really much. The grass starter for me is kind of like, eh. but I still can like see like it's very cute, and I'm really excited to see like if it becomes like a panther or something like that, right? Yeah, because that's also like a jungle cat, right? Yeah, or saber tooth. I'm like so. This is where I'm at. I don't actually think this will happen, but I think it would be cool. Is if these starters ended up being the first starters where they're dual type, the uh, the trio of fire, grass, water. So, like for example, if Quaxley kind of becomes like a pirate theme. He can have he can be water, fire, and Sprigatito can be yeah like have a gun, have a gun. <laughs> can be you know like sprigatito maybe it like grows into some kind of swampish kind of cat and is grass water and then foy coco is clearly a pepper so he can be fire grass that's actually i never thought of like doing the type like the triangle like that that would be actually interesting i think they'll do it eventually whether it's i don't this think we've had not, fire grass yet i don't think we've had that the potential is there for these pokemon yeah like we didn't see the mascots but I, I'm honestly, I'm happy with what we got. Like, there's, I think the the big thing to show in this initial reveal was the world. And yeah, like that we know the mascots and other Pokemon are going to come, but I think they really wanted to sell this vision of an open world Pokemon game, and the trailer definitely did that. And everything else, I think, is a bonus. Like we talked about, like with the updated Pokemon designs. And these starters, like these starters are so fantastic. Like these games are coming out late 2022. 2022 already seems like it's going to be an insane year for Nintendo. People thought that this was going to happen, that we were going to get Gen 9 this year. But now that it's actually announced and it's going to be a reality, man, this year is going to be packed. So I think that caps for our discussion. We're probably going to talk more in depth in a, a future yeah. episode oh yeah definitely. so yeah following our 50th episode which we're seeing as kind of a landmark we're actually going to be adding some new segments to the hub world and one of those segments we're actually going to try out with our um our like in-depth gen 9 kind of discussion um and mm-hmm. hopefully we'll have some guest stars there as well but look forward like stay tuned our episode 50 should be coming shortly and we'll be talking about the switch essentials there that'll wrap up our 50th episode and we'll be ready to move forward into whatever the whatever's next we have quite a quite a month coming up so there will be quite a few things to talk about i'm sure sorry everyone for the delay in the episode but you know destiny 2 and horizon forbidden west are very difficult to put down so i take the blame for the delay of the editing so yeah and because we do have that episode coming Originally, I envisioned that we'd have a full episode dedicated to what was a much better announcement this weekend at the Digimon Con. Um, <laughs> but alas, because we ha- are waiting for episode 50, we'll just have to move past what would have been a fantastic episode full of lots of exciting announcements. Agumon. <laughs> if you liked what you heard here today at the hub world give us a like and a subscribe let us know what you think let us know what we got right let us know what we got wrong tell your friend tell your mom tell your mom's friend kind of like an impromptu kind of ending here with this one uh, Mateo do you have any final words for our, our lovely 
viewers and listeners at home. Microsoft, they can do banjo games. Boy, Coco is the best. See everybody. Bye. Thanks.